Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 259 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve uh, let out uh, some information yesterday uh, that is very pertinent to markets, uh, and that is going to drive the way that uh, individuals invest and drive the way uh, that companies do business and drive the way the economy grows moving forward, especially in the short term. So I want to discuss exactly what was said uh, by Fed Chair Jay Powell, uh, and I want to talk about how uh, the changes in interest rates that the Fed uh, can make, how they impact your life and how they impact the economy at large. So stick around for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe or leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, creating financial goals that are specific to you and your family situation, pushing you towards those goals over the long term, and then ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single person who watches or listens to this show on a day-to-day basis. So we've had some discussions about the Federal Reserve in the past and uh, what the Federal Reserve does, uh, what their job is, uh, how they go about doing said job. Uh, And I just want to review that a little bit at the beginning of today's episode before we really get into uh, the impact of what the Federal Reserve said yesterday uh, is going to have on the economy and the stock market, right? So the Fed, as it is called for short, right? The Federal Reserve Bank of the United States is the central bank of the United States. And their mandate is twofold right? Their mandate is stable prices and maximum employment, okay? So that's what they are trying to make sure that occurs in the economy in the United States is that we have relatively stable prices and maximum employment, okay? So this means that everything that happened with COVID-19 is having a real impact on uh, what types of decisions the Fed is going to have to make, right? Uh, During times of uh, relatively uneventful economic news, the Fed doesn't make a lot of changes and they don't do a lot of things that are going to rock markets. But uh, when the market has been in turmoil, when uh, the economy has been in crisis, uh, the Fed is looked to to make changes and make decisions that will be for the good of the most people in the U.S. economy, okay? So, what happened? Well, last year, obviously, uh, the coronavirus hit, uh, the coronavirus crash occurred in the stock market, uh, the economy was shut down. So what does the Fed do? The Fed uh, lowers interest rates to nearly zero. Okay, so they lower what we call the Fed funds rate, which is the rate by which banks can lend and borrow from uh, one another at uh, overnight, right? It's the overnight rate, the Fed funds rate, right? that rate was set to nearly zero and it has stayed at nearly zero, okay? And they started repurchasing a lot of fixed income instruments or bonds uh, from the market, which pumps liquidity into the market or pumps cash into the market. And in pumping cash into the market, what that does 
uh, is that stimulates the economy because obviously uh, when more cash is available, then more cash is available to be spent. And when cash is being spent, then the economy picks up. Okay. Now, the balancing act that the Fed has to do uh, is the balancing act of trying to get as many people into jobs as possible, right? To be a part of that low unemployment rate that they're looking for. So they're trying to get as many people in jobs as possible while still uh, having inflation that is relatively low. Okay, they look for some target inflation number around 2% historically. Okay, so if they're trying to keep inflation low and yet they are maintaining really low interest rates, then inflation can end up ticking upward. Okay, so then they would have to make adjustments in order to uh, make sure that inflation does not get out of hand. And we'll talk about that a little more as we move forward in today's episode. But uh, what you need to understand uh, is that uh, the Fed chair, Jay Powell, right, the head of the Federal Reserve, some uh, may even call him one of the most uh, powerful men in the world, right? He came out on Wednesday, right? He had his uh, typical press conference and made his statements that he needed to make. Uh, and he told us some things that are very relevant to the market as a whole. Okay, so this is what he said. He said, we have some ground to cover on the labor market side. I think we're some way away from having had substantial further progress towards the maximum employment goal. I want to see some strong job numbers. Okay, so uh, the Fed is keeping interest rates in a target range near zero, reiterating that its view is that the economy continues to strengthen despite the spread of the Delta coronavirus strain. Powell stressed that the economy is a good deal away from achieving the Fed's dual mandates of stable prices and maximum employment. Okay, so basically what he's saying is uh, we are going to keep things in the way that they have been for at least some time into the future uh, until we see job numbers that are telling us that uh, we don't have to do this anymore. Now, this is uh, perfectly fine as long as the, the market and as long as the economy does not get overheated. And that is in the form of inflation. Now, a lot of people are afraid of the fact that inflation is going to get too high because money is too cheap. Okay, and that's an impact that the Fed can have on our lives. That's an impact that the Fed can have on even the smallest individuals because if inflation is increasing, the prices of goods and services are increasing, right? Then that cost is going to fall on the consumer. Now, the central bank started purchasing at least $120 billion a month in bonds in December until substantial further progress had been made on employment and inflation. Since then, the economy has made progress towards these goals and the committee, the Federal Open Market Committee, which is who makes all these decisions, they will continue to assess progress in the coming meetings. Okay, now uh, this had some big impacts on the market yesterday, right? The market really turned positive and for good reason, right? If, if they know that rates are going to remain low, uh, then the market can push all the higher. And so let's talk about exactly why that is. Let's talk about all the impacts of interest rate changes and interest rate decisions on the stock market as a whole. And so we will begin with the impacts on borrowing. Now, quite obviously, uh, as long as the Fed who sets the rates, sets the base rates uh, for just about everything. As long as they are setting those rates and those rates are remaining extremely low, then the cost to borrow money for anyone or any company in the market is going to be extremely low. So what is this going to do? It's going to make it very easy for uh, individuals to take out loans at a low cost. It's going to make it uh, very cost effective for companies to take out debt. 
Okay, so what a lot of companies do when the Fed drops rates and that company tends to uh, still be doing well, or if they're not doing very well and they can find a way to do this, they can basically refinance their debt, meaning they can call the bonds that they already have or repay the loans that they already have outstanding. Okay, and in doing so, they can just take out new loans, take out new bonds and new debt at lower interest rates. Okay, and they will do this when rates drop. Now, these rates have long since dropped because they dropped last year. But uh, this is an impact that can be had as long as interest rates stay low. Now, obviously, if interest rates rise, then the cost of borrowing also increases. An increase in interest rates sends the price of bonds lower, which negatively impacts fixed income investors, though which that's what we've seen uh, this year as uh, we've seen yields increase, the interest rates uh, increase a little bit on some of the treasury bonds. We've seen the prices of those bonds go down, which does negatively impact fixed income investors. But uh, fixed income investors were positively impacted when rates dropped because uh, as rates go down, the price of the bonds increases. Now, the prime rate uh, is also something that the Fed can impact. So a hike in the Fed's rate immediately impacts uh, the prime rate. So this is referred to as the bank prime loan rate. The prime rate represents the credit rate that banks extend to their most credit worthy customers. So the prime rate is basically uh, the rate for individuals who have super high credit scores and are seen to be very credit worthy by banks and financial institutions. Okay, this rate is the one on which other forms of consumer credit are based. So as a higher prime rate means that banks will increase fixed and variable rate borrowing costs when assessing risk on less credit worthy companies and consumers. So as the Fed funds rate ends up increasing from wherever it is now, okay, the cost to borrow from a bank for individuals will rise. But for now, the cost to borrow for individuals is remaining low. Now, naturally, this is also going to have an impact on credit card rates. Now, credit card rates work off of the prime rate. And so banks will determine how credit worthy other individuals are based on their risk profile. Okay. And rates will be affected for credit cards and other loans because both require extensive risk profiling of customers seeking credit to make purchases. Short-term borrowing will have higher rates than those considered long-term. But all of this is based on the prime rate and based on uh, the Fed funds rate. Now, the difference between the Fed funds rate uh, and the bank prime loan rate has historically been around you know one and a half to three percent okay so it really just depends right now we're looking at more like a two or three percent spread on those values so this means uh, that you could still go and get uh, a loan or something if you have the best credit and you are extremely credit worthy uh, for about three percent even though the fed funds rate is going to be close to zero okay and then obviously uh, you can get home loans and things of the like uh, depending on the length of the loans for two percent two and a half percent something of the like right now now how else can these interest rate changes or uh, the lack thereof, as we have seen this week, uh, how else do they impact our lives? How else do they impact uh, the way that the economy works? Well, they also impact your savings. Money market and CD rates increase when uh, the prime rate increases. So they increase when the federal funds rate increases. But as long as the federal funds rate is remaining low, then what you will also see is that the rate that you are earning on your savings, your money market accounts, if you have any CDs, uh, which I don't think is a great idea for most individuals, but uh, if you have any, you will see uh, that the rate is going to be far lower. Because these banks, these institutions, they make money by lending money out. Okay, And if they're lending money out at lower rates, 
okay, then they also have to offer you lower rates on your savings. Okay, so if you have, let's say, a high-yield savings account, which I do have a high-yield savings account, and I've talked about putting your emergency fund in a high-yield savings account or a money market account. If you have either one of those types of accounts, something that you may have seen over the last year and a half or two uh, is that rates have dropped. The amount of interest that you're earning on the savings that you have within that high-yield savings has declined, okay? And that is something that you see occur uh, when interest rates get lower and lower. Now, on the other hand, the effect may be that anyone with a debt burden would instead seek to pay off their financial obligations to offset the higher variable rates tied to credit cards, home loans, or other debt instruments instead of saving money. Now, this is not, first of all, it's not a bad idea to pay off your debt. It's always a good idea to get your debt paid off. Uh, but a lot of individuals may forego uh, saving extra money, right? Just putting extra money into savings uh, and go ahead and pay off debt with that money, which I think you should do anyway, okay? But let's say they just wanna pay off their home. Maybe their home loan's a little higher because they haven't refinanced recently and maybe there was no reason for them to refinance, but they could either save more money or they could put extra money on their home. Putting extra money on their home might be a better idea because you're getting more bang for your buck. You're decreasing the amount of interest that you would pay on your home uh, and you are foregoing a small amount of interest that you would receive on your savings. So as long as the Fed keeps rates low, we will also see the rates on our savings remain very low. Now, this can also be problematic because as long as inflation is around and we are seeing inflation, then the value of your savings is going to decline and it's going to decline at a faster rate if banks are offering you less in the way of return on that savings. Okay, so they're offering you less and inflation picks up. Therefore, the purchasing power of that money is decreasing even faster, which again is a problem for savers. But uh, if the rates were to rise, then you would be receiving more money uh, on your savings and uh, you would likely see uh, some inflation that was tampered. And as long as uh, that inflation was tamped down a bit, uh, then you would likely see less in the way of purchasing power decreasing in your savings, okay? So that's how it impacts the savings of individuals. Now, what about the U.S. national debt? A hike in interest rates boosts the borrowing costs for the U.S. government, but lower rates decreases the borrowing costs for the government, which fuels uh, decreases in the national debt. So a report from 2015 by the Congressional Budget Office and Dean Baker, a director at the Center for Economic and Policy Research in Washington, estimated that the U.S. government may end up paying $2.9 trillion over the next decade due to increases in the interest rate. And that is more than it would have if the rates had stayed near zero. Now, uh, this is a, an article that is a little bit older, uh, so it's likely that this is not going to be the case. But the U.S. has taken out a ton of debt uh, to fund all of the things that it has had to fund over the past year or so. So it might be way more than $2.9 trillion uh, that they have to pay in interest. Uh, so this is something that occurs when you have increasing rates, when you have increasing rates, uh, then you're going to have to pay more in the way of interest. But uh, as long as rates remain low, the government can take out more and more debt and it is cheaper. But also with keeping rates low, what happens is the value of your money, the purchasing power of money uh, ends up declining as inflation increases, which will also lead uh, to the value of the debt being worth less. So if other countries own the U.S.'s debt, uh, the value of that debt in real dollars is less over time, which is advantageous to the U.S. government. But uh, taking out more and more debt at low rates can still become problematic. Now, interest rates can also affect business profits. When interest rates drop, 
right? It's usually bad news for bank sector profits because uh, they can't loan out money uh, at higher rates, right? They make their money off of being able to loan money to individuals or to companies and then make the interest on that money. But for the rest of the global business sector, uh, it is a good thing. It's a good thing to see lower rates because uh, if rates are lower, then companies can borrow cheaper. And if companies can borrow cheaper, then they can grow faster. If their cost of capital, as it's called, meaning their cost of uh, being able to finance their operations, if it is going to be lower, then the company can end up having lower costs and yet making more money on lower costs. Okay, so this would be very, very good news uh, and it would help to increase the earnings of companies, which we are definitely seeing. We're right in the middle of earnings season right now and companies are just destroying earnings uh, and it's likely due to the fact that they can grow very quickly if they have cheap money. If money is cheap, then they can go and they can get as much of it as they want, especially uh, some of the larger companies in the economy. They can go uh, like the Apples and the Googles and uh, the Amazons and all these companies can go and take out large amounts of debt for almost no interest, right? And they'll get all this debt and they'll take all that money and they'll invest it into their business and make a lot on that very, very cheap money and then repay their debt. And having made the spread on the difference between uh, the rate on the debt and the rate of return that they're making, which the rate of return that those companies make is gonna be far higher uh, than the cost of debt for them currently, right? Then they're going to end up seeing that they have very good earnings growth, okay, which is what we're seeing now. Now, lower interest rates, they do boost many businesses' profits as they can obtain capital with cheaper financing and make investments in their operations for a low cost. Not to mention, debt is also tax deductible. So as rates uh, drop and companies have cheaper debt that they can get their hands on, uh, the interest that they pay on that debt is also tax deductible. So it's also more beneficial to their earnings to keep taking out more and more debt in that way. Okay, so business profits can increase as long as rates stay low. So that is why uh, the stock market actually turned upward yesterday when Jay Powell said that we're not likely to uh, change rates from near zero for a little while uh, because they like hearing that because that means that profitability is going to increase at least in the short term. Auto loan rates are also going to be impacted by uh, the Fed. As long as rates stay really low, then uh, a lot of people can go buy cars very, very cheap. Something that we have seen over the past year that is an obvious impact uh, is that mortgage rates remaining really, really low increases demand for housing. Now, uh, the boom in the housing market that we see in the United States is multifold, but one of the impacts on uh, that booming housing market is uh, the maintenance of lower rates. Because if borrowers can go out uh, and borrow money at a lower cost, then they will go and they will do so and they'll purchase homes. They'll purchase new homes, uh, they'll build new homes, they'll do all these things. But it was kind of this double whammy of not only lower rates, meaning cheaper money, but also uh, you had higher costs of materials for new homes. And so you saw uh, that there was this big boom in the housing market that we have continued to see, which has kind of slowed down a bit recently, but uh, this has been a pervasive trend in our economy that I talked about uh, earlier this week. So a sign of a rate hike can send home buyers rushing to close on a deal for a fixed loan rate on a new home. However, mortgage rates traditionally fluctuate more in tandem with the yield of domestic 10-year treasury notes, which are largely affected by interest rates. Therefore, if interest rates go down, mortgage rates will also go down and lower mortgage rates means it's cheaper to buy a home. 
Okay, it's cheaper to purchase new homes. But uh, what do we see? We see that as long as those rates maintain low values, and then you see uh, these supply issues on the home building side, then the prices of homes are going to increase to be commensurate with the fact that rates are low and costs are high for builders. Okay, so this is an impact that the Fed keeping rates low can have. Obviously, this impacts home sales, higher interest rates, and higher inflation typically cool demand on the housing sector. So what will low interest rates and low inflation have? Well, that will have a hot impact on the housing sector. So for example, a 30-year loan at 4.65%, which is way more than what people are getting 30-year loans for right now. Home buyers can anticipate at least 60% in interest payments over the duration of their investment. But if interest rates fall, the same home for the same purchase price will result in lower monthly payments and less total interest paid over the life of the mortgage. As mortgage rates fall, the same home becomes more affordable. So buyers should be more eager to make purchases. And you saw a lot of individuals refinance over the last year or year and a half because as money is cheaper, uh, why would you not take advantage of the fact that that money is cheaper and you can pay less interest on your home, you can pay less interest on your mortgage, okay? Then another impact of rates set by the Federal Reserve uh, is consumer spending. A rise in borrowing costs traditionally weighs on consumer spending, but decreases in borrowing costs is going to increase consumer spending because again, cheaper money is going to stimulate the economy. Okay, lower credit card rates and lower savings rates uh, due to lower bank rates fuel an uptrend in consumer impulse purchasing. When interest rates go down, consumers can buy on credit at a lower cost. Uh, this can be anything from credit card purchases to appliances purchased on store credit uh, to cars with loans. So something that you can see, as long as the Fed is going to remain uh, you know, steady with lower rates, you can see that a lot of this impacts debt. A lot of this impacts the fact that uh, debt is not going to be very expensive. And so the availability of debt is going to be very, very high for people who seem credit worthy. Now, this does not mean that these people actually have a lot of money to be able to service this debt over time. And it doesn't mean that you should be servicing debt. You shouldn't be taking out debt on a lot of the things that I've talked about here. I've, I've told you before that the only debt I'm okay with is mortgage debt. And I still want you to get that paid off in a relatively short amount of time. Okay. But uh, the fact that debt is cheaper, it will increase the consumer spending, it will increase uh, purchases of autos, it will increase uh, all these different types of spending in the economy. Uh, and this is going to have a positive impact on the economy, positive impact on inflation, uh, and stimulate the economy in the way that the Fed is looking to do. Okay, so this brings about, and I've talked about it a little bit already, inflation. Inflation is when the general prices of goods and services rise in an economy, uh, which may be caused by a nation's currency losing value or by an economy becoming overheated, meaning it grows so fast that demand for goods is outpacing supply and driving up prices. When inflation rises, interest rates are often increased as well, so the central bank can keep inflation in check. So this is why uh, this is such a big deal uh, right now in the market. This is why everybody's listening very closely to what Jay Powell says and what the Federal Open Market Committee is trying to get across to investors and to the economy as a whole because inflation is running pretty hot. 5.3, 5.4% on an annualized basis, which is very high relative to what it has been over the last 10, 12, 15 years. Okay, and so with inflation running hotter, the way that the Fed typically uh, you know, tamps down inflation is by increasing interest rates. Well, if they increase interest rates, then what's gonna happen? It's gonna be more costly uh, for companies to borrow money 
Okay, it's going to be more costly for individuals to borrow, to buy homes, to buy cars, to uh, you know borrow on credit cards or whatever. It's going to be more costly for individuals and companies to borrow. And when that happens, the economy slows down. Okay, and the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to put brakes on an economy that was just in crisis. Okay, because you can end up in a situation where not only do you have uh, you know higher unemployment maintaining because right now that's their big uh, issue is that they're trying to get unemployment down. Okay, but if you have higher unemployment right now and then you also have high inflation, we call that stagflation, which is a bad bad economic term, and you can go look that up and uh, you know discuss that among yourselves. But uh, stagflation is something we do not want to occur. Now, if interest rates fall inflation can begin to accelerate, which is what we are seeing, and people buying on cheap credit can begin bidding up prices again. And we are seeing this in a very, very real way. And so something the Fed is having to balance right now is whether or not they should come off of those 0% interest rates uh, in order to keep inflation in check. And Jay Powell has said, and he said yesterday, uh, that they are going to keep an eye on inflation, and they've been saying that for some time now, Okay, and that they are going to try to maintain a long term average of 2% inflation. Well, if it's running at 5.4, in order to get back down to 2, uh, you're really going to have to put the brakes on. Okay, or you're going to have to start putting the brakes on sooner than later. So that's why the market is so interested because the way that the Fed chooses uh, to impact rates, whether you know in an increasing way or uh, maintaining a low uh, rate or decreasing rates, if you know they're not already at zero like they are now, the market is listening because uh, they know the impact that inflation can have and they know the impact that rates can have. So ultimately. The way that it impacts us the most is uh, twofold. It impacts us in prices because obviously inflation increases prices, okay? But it also is going to impact us with the stock market. Now, although profitability on a broader scale can slip when interest rates rise, an uptick is typically good for companies that do the bulk of their business in the United States. That's because local products become more attractive due to the stronger U.S. dollar. That rising dollar has a negative effect on companies that do a significant amount of business in international markets. Okay, well, We haven't been seeing a stronger dollar over the past year, year and a half. We have been seeing a weaker dollar uh, because we have printed so much money because rates have remained low, have not gotten higher. Okay. As the U.S. dollar rises, bolstered by higher interest rates against foreign currencies, companies abroad see the sales decline in real terms. Companies like Microsoft, Hershey, Caterpillar, and Johnson & Johnson uh, have all at one point warned about the impact of the rising dollar on their profitability. Rate hikes tend to be particularly positive for the financial sector. Bank stocks tend to perform favorably in times of rising hikes. Okay, So uh, what you see here is what's actually going on in the market right now. Right, Bank stocks have performed pretty well so far in 2021 because they're looking forward to the fact that they're going to be able to lend at higher rates uh, and that borrowing is going to become more expensive because you already have seen increases in the rates on 10-year treasuries and other treasury bond maturities. Now, although the relationship between interest rates and the stock market is fairly indirect, the two tend to move in opposite directions. As a general rule of thumb, when the Fed cuts interest rates, it causes the stock market to go up. And when the Fed raises interest rates, it causes the stock market as a whole to go down. But there's no guarantee of how the market will react to any given interest rate change the Fed chooses to make. And so that's why the market is looking so closely at what Fed Chair Powell is saying, because uh, if they were to increase rates, uh, that may have a negative impact on uh, the stock market due to the fact that it would lead to some lower profitability over time.
But if you just looked from the bottom of the market last year in the midst of the COVID crisis, right? And you look from then to the close yesterday, okay? The increase from that time since the Fed decided, hey, we're going to decrease rates down to zero, the impact has been a stock market that has yielded 91.19% on the S&P 500. Now, that's 91.19% when over a five-year period, the stock market has only increased 102.74%. So that means that only 11% of the gains in the stock market uh, were not in the past year and a half. Okay, which is absolutely crazy. But if you go back to the peak, you go back to uh, February 14th of 2020, right before the market crashed, we're still up over 30% since then. And a 30% year and a half or so is outrageous returns, but it's all due to the fact that the Fed has kept rates low, borrowing has been very cheap, and the companies that do business internationally have done extremely well. And the broad majority of companies have tended to do well in the stock market because borrowing has been so cheap uh, and they can grow at a faster rate. So this is the impact that interest rates have. This is what uh, we are all looking so closely at when it comes to the Fed and the Federal Reserve's decisions on interest rates. And this is why we need to be paying attention to this in our financial lives because it not only impacts the stock market, but it increases the prices for which we pay for things, uh, the way in which we can borrow and that companies can borrow, and it's going to impact uh, our lives moving forward because uh, a lot of times as uh, prices may increase or wages may increase or whatever, they don't tend to just come back down uh, after this type of situation is over. We can see some longstanding impacts and that's what we're all really looking out for now. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions, and you and I can begin working together, uh, creating financial goals that are specific to you and your family's needs, and then pushing on towards the attaining of those goals over the long term. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.